Hey everybody, uh, it has been a little bit since you last heard from us here at FeatureCast, and for good reason. Um, as many people know, there has been quite a lot of well-known distress going on um, within our, our community, and uh, more importantly, within the black community. Um, so as some of you may know, uh, we are both in Minnesota, uh, I'm actually in Minneapolis uh, and have been pretty pretty involved in what is all going on with the Black Lives Matter movement uh, and the protests against uh, the murder of George Floyd. Um, we wanted to come back just because it's been a little bit. We actually had an episode that was supposed to come out, um, but in the middle of me editing that episode, uh, George Floyd was murdered, and that took immediate precedence uh, and needed our attention um so we've been kind of on the ground doing a lot more with that um as things have started to kind of slow down uh obviously not stop completely um which they shouldn't until justice is completely served um but we wanted to take a, a little bit of an opportunity one to promote uh two organizations um um, those two organizations are Reclaim the Block and MPD 150. Um, if you want to hear more about what is going on and some of the things that we want to see happen, definitely check both of those communities out. Uh, I would recommend uh, MPD 150 recently, uh, not not recent by the time you hear this, uh, but did a 150-year-long review of the Minneapolis police department and brutality. Uh, and it is a lot to process. Um, I genuinely think everyone should listen to that. It is very dense, but really, really eye-opening if you are fortunate enough to be someone that can learn about these things and not have to just experience them on an everyday basis. Um, obviously, we are two white dudes about to talk about black voices in cinema, and we wanted to have have a way to talk about what's going on uh, in hopefully a positive way. Um, like I said, absolutely check out Reclaim the Block and MPD 150. They are way better than both of us and doing far better things than we could ever hope to. With that, uh, we're going to talk about some movies and it'll be kind of weird adjusting to get back to normal, but we're going to do our best. Uh, we're going to get back to our goofy selves pretty soon after, but we don't want to remove the gravity of this situation more so than is already being done by us talking about movies again. Not even just the films themselves and like what they meant for us and how much we like them, but it's also like the, the voices behind them and the, the future that they hold in, in like in, in the film industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, not to say that we are in any way amplifying black voices by us two white dudes talking about black voices, but hopefully it is at least some introduction to people that aren't aware of certain things uh, as a way to look into creators that are doing a much, much better job at discussing any of these topics than we could ever hope to. Um, let's start with Dope. 2015 film featuring Shamik Moore. Who is fantastic. Also eventually ended up doing the voice for uh, Miles yes, Morales indeed. in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, 
the the film dope one of the things it does that i found very interesting is and, and i'm not the first to talk about this uh somebody explained it to me i it's been a while so i don't necessarily remember where from uh but it was it was an interesting take that i i didn't really fully grasp the weight of until thinking about it far more um our our main character uh basically finds a, a money scheme in order to get rich and in doing so things get more complicated but because of how the film presents the main character there's a moment when we see him holding a gun and it's a really shocking thing to see at the same time there are other characters in the movie that are also black that have held guns and it felt normal and fine and not anything to note however the movie basically basically makes us view him as if he's a a, a nice white kid <laughs> and we get the shock of that rather than in a lot of other films about similar topics where it's not a shocking thing to see that and i don't know it's it's a weird thing there's a lot to dig into there um and we are not the best to to fully delve into that and discuss it <laughs> and what that means but it's a really really good movie um the soundtrack's fantastic it's high energy it's it's playful and fun despite having some of these heavier moments in it I think this is a really good entry point because, I don't know, this could easily be, it's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but in Oakland with a black kid. I mean, there's like a lot of heart and a lot of fun to be to be had in this movie. I think like a lot, a lot, of, a lot of the movies we're going to be talking about like throughout this list are, are a lot heavier. And this is definitely one that has, you know, I mean, it's, it's high school students, you know, mm-hmm. on kind of like... An adventure that takes place over a handful of days, like two days, I think. Yeah. Let's let's next talk about uh, a more recent film, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. So, okay, a lot of the movies, weirdly a lot of them have to do with the Bay Area, which just kind of happened. I don't know how that occurred, <laughs> but a lot of them talk about Bay Area. So, so Last Black Man in San Francisco, uh, it's important to note, is a white director. Uh, however, it was written uh, and starring by Jimmy Fails uh, in a somewhat autobiography. Um, hmm. So it is like there are parts that are true, parts that aren't, um, which is kind of interesting. Also features Jonathan Majors, who's fantastic Who, in this. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the this one really focuses on gentrification and the weight of that. I think this this one on the list is probably the most introspective film, um, which may be off-putting for some people, but I think if you are willing to give this movie your time, you will greatly in, in, enjoy it. It's slow, it's beautiful, and it is also streaming for free on Amazon right now. So, But I will no- note... Fuck Amazon, just as a side note. We wanted to make a list just because we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of lists done by these big companies, right? That are all about like celebrating black voices. And there are a lot of them that are only like these feel good movie that are designed for like for white audiences to feel good about progress and think, oh, racism has ended. And we've just been a little frustrated by that. 
because it feels disingenuine. And we made this list and we started talking and obviously like we're worried about our stuff coming off as just disingenuine. I don't know. We wanted to make a list of modern ones that like don't, don't really sugarcoat things as much. And obviously we'll get into more of the ones that are like really not sugarcoated. Um, but movies that stand on their own, right? These these aren't movies that are their only point is to learn or get a lesson from. These are genuinely like really beautiful, wonderful movies that you just so happen can also learn things from, as I think all great movies are. Um, and I, I want to like none of these movies are presented as like a well, and now you need to learn something. These are just genuinely really fantastic movies that we want to highlight and talk about. So. That's my thank you for coming to my TED talk. I will I will also recommend uh, Criterion Channel has a fantastic celebrating Black Voices uh, collection that has a much larger historical uh, basis for it, um, including many many uh, powerful documentaries. We didn't put any documentaries on our list, uh, no. Even though there. there are good, there are numerous fantastic ones. Uh, that mm-hmm. people should watch, but we wanted to do ones that were fantastic movies as well, right? This episode is probably going to be a little rough just because we are not the best at being very serious boys uh, and these movies deserve to be taken seriously. Uh, next, we're going to talk about Get Out. Uh, Get Out is, I would say, probably the most popular yes. on the list. Um, Oscar nominated and Oscar winning. This is the Jordan Peele uh, horror movie where the, the the horror is actually standing in for uh, liberal white racism. Uh, this does a great job of pointing out that racism in America is not just exaggerated country hillbilly racist. It is, there is so many everyday small racism uh, and belittling of people from those that claim they are progressive and doing a good job at it when really they don't do anything um not not to get too heated about (laughs) certain modern politicians just virtue signaling all the time but uh i don't know I, i think i think it's important that it's you know one of the bad peoples is your your well off like liberal elite family I think it. I think it makes sense. You know, this was also the major breakout of Daniel Kaluuya, who uh, is in two other movies on this list, which is oh, interesting. Is. Big fan of Daniel Kaluuya. Super, um, super talented. Um, and this was also the. I mean, you already said this: the birth of Jordan Peele into uh, the horror genre. It's it's so weird to think that this is the same person from Sicario, uh, the friend to Emily Blunt's character. Uh, for Daniel Kaluuya, yeah, because yep. so I mean, so so talented. My, my my first introduction to Daniel Kaluuya was Black through, Mirror. Uh, Black Mirror, yeah, yeah. Which was also Jordan Peele's introduction to him, which is very interesting. Is that true? Yes, that's a great episode. That was my first episode of Black Mirror I ever saw. That's a really good episode. That's a very uh, good episode. David, we're gonna talk about one of your favorite recent movies. Oh. We're going to talk about blind spotting. I do love this movie. Talking about one the... of one of the most interesting parts of this movie for me when they were talking about it, uh David Diggs cited it as 
a buddy comedy in a world that won't let it be one. I never actually heard that, but I love that. Yeah. And that fucked me up. I was lucky enough to to see this one in theaters. Uh, and I remember walking out of the theater thinking, there is no way that this is not my number one of the year. Uh, which it ended up being. Uh, it it introed me to David Diggs, who also uh, gained a lot of fame from Hamilton. Well, and and yeah, and I knew I knew uh, David Diggs from Clipping before that. Yeah, and also Raphael Casal. Um, this movie tells the the story of two friends uh, in Oakland as they live, and David Diggs is going through his last final days of probation, and witnesses a a uh, a black man be shot in the back by a police officer while while being chased and that impact on him throughout and like not just like the impact of the events but the the mental impact on that and the weight that that carries on him throughout mm-hmm. um this movie also kind of similar to dope which i didn't really think about until uh we just now but I really enjoyed the use of music in the like the because a lot of a lot in in, a, in several scenes you have just like Debbie Diggs and uh, Raphael Casal just like freestyling together like as they like walk mm-hmm. down the sidewalks as they're like clearing out a house or even I think like what probably has become the most famous scene from the movie yeah uh, it, it it builds up to that wonderful like incredibly visceral yes. release. And it's interesting. He even talks about like how that that release and that expression is, you know, is as poignant because people are conditioned to listen to to rap, <laughs> and that's that's an interesting. Like even even in the rap, he talks about that. Um, it, there's a lot of lot of layers to this movie. Every time I rewatch it, there's more stuff I I pick up on, because it it does it does do its best to talk about a lot of different aspects. Um, of these two men's lives and like what their experiences is going through and how like there are some things that they can never truly talk about and relate on because they have different they're they are different people and there are certain things that are so fundamentally different that even though they are such close friends and have shared so much trials and tribulations together there are certain things that they can't share and that they they can't talk about truly openly and understanding uh and that that scene really stood out to me um obviously the whole movie is full of scenes like that uh but it's that's blind spotting is really really powerful really really good it's fantastic i mean i i haven't met a person who's seen it and hasn't thought it was like a near masterpiece mm-hmm. um we, I'd, I'd also like to talk about uh, another film, Widows, which is one that got some buzz early on, but I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten about. But I, I rewatched this one not too long ago, and it's still really, really good. Um, I, I really wanted to talk about it because it is such a wonderful ensemble yep. piece. There's so many moving parts in this between like grieving about losing losing anyone you love to something like police brutality as well as what it means to try and move away from things you've done in the past or how to you know advance yourself and try and do the right thing or how just to survive 
and it's there there's just so much to this this is a really dense movie but it it's so easy of a watch because it it is it really is a master at work um steve mcqueen like this this movie easily could be so messy and overpacked and like having none of the things matter but every single side character even if they only have a few lines is like a full real character like they they there's so much depth to every single person and decision in it and there there are tiny little things in this movie that like you can't you can't really tell in any other medium um than filmmaking there's a, a shot in particular where it's Colin Farrell in a car having a phone call phone call tells a different part of the story but you see the outside reflection of the front windshield and you see exactly like the 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 disproportion in the buildings and the neighborhoods he's driving through from where he goes to do a political rally back to his house where he lives and seeing that transition and that disconnect like it is you get so much from that another thing with widows is that it also gave us uh our big screen introduction to cynthia arrivo who is immensely talented uh i think she has i think she what's that is it the egot i think she's like a future egot winner she doesn't have an oscar yet but i think she definitely has the talent uh to eventually win that um like right after this we got her in uh, bad times at the el royale where she was able to put her put her vocals on display because she's an extremely talented singer and then we've also seen her take on the mantle of uh harriet and she also appeared in last year's i think it was last year's uh hbo uh adaptation of stephen king's the outsider where she was also very good uh, Ethan, I think we got one more on the list that we wanted to talk about uh, to round out our six films on the list, and that is last year's Queen and Slim from Melina Mostakis. Uh, or Mostakis, something like that. Um, yeah, she. this is a directorial debut. Daniel Kaluuya and Jodie Turner-Smith at the kind of front of this this picture. Uh, what starts as, as a date uh, takes a turn for the worse when they get pulled over. Um and gets worse and worse from there um and one of the things in this in this movie that i find very interesting is that all their choices make sense uh but things just keep getting worse and worse uh and then it 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 branches off into so much more dark themes that i wasn't expecting it to do i don't know i i it just does a lot more than i expected a movie like a modern movie that was shown in theaters about police brutality to really dive in like this, this really goes through a lot of kind of the emotional repercussions and how it affects a lot of other things as well. There's a, there's a protest scene that really fucked me up. It is, it is a gorgeous, powerful movie. I saw this by myself and the father, I believe, uh, behind me, I believe it was the father of the kid, uh, ended up like falling asleep like eight times at within the last, like, 45 minutes of the film and kept snoring pretty loudly. The kid went, mm. kept waking him up. Kind of sucked. Uh, but I still love the movie. Yeah, I, it's... It, I was gonna say, like, it, it starts off so grounded in... in, like, the 
the like the normalcy of like being on a like a date at like a, a small diner and like talking about that and then but by, by the time you reach the end it almost feels like it's transcended into this like m- like mythical like yeah but i mean it, it becomes this the story strange, of, you, you like... watch this almost like legend because I mean, spoilers uh yeah. be born um i really like it it's it's really this was really in your good. top 15 um, all the movies this was in mine yes. for the longest time until literally like the night before and i started shuffling things around and made silly mistakes and all all the movies on this list are yes. fantastic, um, and obviously they they do not completely encompass the black story or the black experience, um, because no single film truly can, um, because it, it, you can't quantify experience or life into a single movie. Like it's so there's so much to everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we want to take another opportunity to mention reclaim the block and MPD one fifty for the tremendous work that they're doing right now on the ground and have been doing for a while. Um, they are working on holding police accountable when there was no work being done uh, on the police side to do anything even close to that. Um, so definitely check them out, give money if you can, um, get involved, help out in any way that you can and keep fighting for the betterment of all people um Mm -hmm. there's a there's a phrase that i see getting shared around quite often that i i definitely relate to and it's simple um you are morally responsible for becoming more ethical than the society you grew up in Hmm. and i think i think yeah you gotta you gotta keep that in mind uh keep pushing for continued justice uh even with victories that come up you need to keep fighting and keep pushing for that because we're not free until we're all free and with that uh next week will be a little bit more of a normal episode more goofs and gags uh thank you for listening um again definitely check out those other things because they're far more important than we are uh not not to diminish us, but it'd be very disingenuous to say yeah. anything other than that. Uh, we love you. Stay strong. Uh, yeah. That's, I guess that's it for this one. One more. I was going to say one more outro. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>